Welcome to the Prescription Podcast. On this show, we present to you up-to-date facts on medical-related topics. We are your hosts. I'm Ian, a surgeon. I'm Zichin, a gastroenterologist. We're both practicing in Kuala Lumpur. We are on Apple and Spotify Podcasts. Please follow us for updates on new episodes. Today, we are on episode number 5 and we're talking about menopause. So again, today we have our guest speaker here, Dr. Lim Ai Wei, consultant obstetrician and gynecologist from Thompson Hospital, Kota Damansara. Welcome, Ai Wei, on board. Hi, everyone. Mm. We are going to talk about a topic of choice, menopause. <laughs> yeah, not an right. easy topic, but everyone will go through it. All females yes. will go yes, through not, it. Not everyone. Yeah, not everybody females. thinks that menopause um, equals to being old, yeah? But it doesn't work that way. It's a natural process that everybody will yeah. go through. Every female will go through, I would say. Every female goes through menopause. Male will go through andropause, yeah. right? So, right. But today we talk about female. <laughs> so maybe yeah. Avi would like to enlighten us a little bit on what is menopause and... um types of menopause and how do we diagnose them? Okay, firstly, everybody must know that menopause means you do not have your periods after a year. That means if you still have your uterus inside you, which the areas that bears the pregnancy, which is called the uterus, and you suddenly do not have periods after a year, that means totally one year bleeding free, then a gynae will say that you have menopause. So when you menopause means you no longer have the natural female hormones in your body. Means you no longer can get pregnant. That's what we mean by menopause. So menopause comes in two types. One, which is the natural menopause, means no periods for a year. The other one is what we call surgical menopause. Surgical menopause means you go through a menopause through a surgery. So surgical menopause doesn't mean that if you remove that area that causes bleeding, you menopause. When, like I said just now, menopause means you no longer have female hormones and the female hormone comes from the ovaries. So surgical menopause means if you have your ovaries removed, both sides, left and right ovaries removed, then we classify you as surgical menopause. That means menopause due to a surgery for whatever reasons you have both the ovaries removed. So once you menopause means no more hormones, means you go through a known period state for totally one year. And if you want to confirm yourself as having menopause, there are certain hormones that can be taken via blood taking. That means take blood like how you do a medical checkup. And from that hormone, we can confirm whether you are menopause or not. That's how we actually look into it. Because there are many reasons why you suddenly have no periods, especially if you are young. A lot of ladies walk into us sometimes at the age of like 38, 39, 40, and they think that six months of no period and they are like, doctor, have I menopause? It doesn't work that way. So we will usually take some form of a hormone, we look into it, and we confirm and see whether you are menopause or not, just based on that, that hormonal profile alone, that hormone profile, not just based on symptoms. We usually don't do that. Right. So even if the patient is, say, 55 or 60 years old and they have stopped having the periods, you would still check the hormone level? Not really. If you are actually more than 50, then that is a relatively normal age to have menopause. But if you are mm, less than okay. 50, then we will say that it is not normal to be menopause during that age. And it is not advisable also to have menopause before the age of 50 because you do not, it's not good for your bones, it's not good for your heart. So if we confirm menopause before the age of 50 or if we had to do a surgery to remove the ovaries for a lady for the age of less than 50, 
we will give some form of a hormonal supportive treatment to let them have their menopause a little later. That means we give them some hormonal supplements till 50 mm. plus. That's how it works. I, see. Right. I think for, for most women, they probably know a little bit about menopause, but some guys might ask, what is you know so important about knowing about menopause? So what changes with menopause? Of course, when you don't have the female hormone inside you, the, the natural aging process starts. Of course, let's not talk about the wrinkles and the dry skin and then the, the crumpled skin that you start having compared to what you usually have. So as mm. a female, the other things that most of us in gynae point of view that we are worried about when you don't have your female hormone is your your heart. The, 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 the heart protective effect is no longer there. Why, why would I say that this lady has this, this female hormone has a heart protective effect? It's like you notice that females usually don't have like a heart problem, a heart attack, especially right. at a very young age. Yep. You you can see athletic male that is very athletic. They are playing badminton and things like that or jogging on the park and suddenly they can have a heart attack. But you don't hear it in mm. a female. One of the reasons is because that female hormone is heart protective. It protects your heart. But once you pass that age where you already menopause, once you menopause, that means one year of no period, the heart protection is no longer there. So suddenly, this 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 uh, heart problems will come into you. Your high blood pressure will start climbing. You will notice that you have high blood pressure. Suddenly, your cholesterol goes up. You have diabetes. Then the doctor will tell you that now you need to do a stress test. And then suddenly, your stress test here got blocked, there got blocked, and things like that. And all these things will suddenly come into place after you menopause. Down a few years down the line only, and suddenly everything starts coming in together. And you will have a shock of your life. It's like, why is this thing suddenly happening to me? It's because you don't mm. no longer have that female hormone. This is the thing. I see. So, yeah. so in that sense, right, do you routinely prescribe the female hormone just for the prevention of all these things? Of course, if you reach the age of 50, our answer is no. But if you are less than 50, especially when you are age of less than 45, definitely, mm. even if you don't prescribe, and if the lady walks to see a cardiologist, for example, because of certain heart problems that she has, the cardiologist will sometimes discuss with you to see if you might want to give them this medication, especially if they are high risk, like family problems and like family, this they have a very strong family history of having these heart problems and high blood pressure and things like that. But there are restrictions in us as a gynae giving this fam this this hormonal pills. Because if your blood pressure is very high and to start off with, like for example, now you already have high blood pressure, they just diagnose you with high blood pressure. And uh, someone calls you and say, hey, can I just put this lady on a hormonal pill just to protect her heart. If the high blood pressure is very high, you go and put someone on hormonal pills, that blood pressure is going to go even more haywire. It doesn't work that way. Mm. So you need certain amount of uh, control in certain things first before you can actually put the, the medication on board. But pills are pills. Hormonal pills have a lot of side effects. So we always tell patients, if really needed, we will put you on board. But that also requires some form of screening before we can put you on. If you have a family history of breast cancer, the answer is you cannot be on hormonal pills. It increases the risk of breast cancer. So it's like, mm. what to put, cannot, do want to put, also cannot. So sometimes it's a bit tricky, I would say. Yeah, they need to make some informed choices, I guess. But actually what I meant with that question is for most husbands, right? Especially they're, they're used to their spouse for the past 20, maybe 30 years, being like that. And then the wife hits menopause. Should they be prepared for something different oh, other than health problems? The first yeah. few things that you should be prepared is a few years before they go into menopause, their mood swings are pretty bad. 
When I say pretty bad means um, that their mood kind of like flare up because of certain small things that they use not to be like that. Small things, mm. small, small. Because you cannot yep. help it. It's, it's actually a very moody phase. They are very flush. They are very hot. So they don't sleep very well. So And all these things are part of the menopausal process. It can go on for years, I would say okay. sometimes. So, wow. yeah. So you can go on for years living with a tigress suddenly out of the blue. Does so that mean what? that they don't have a regular menses already? Yes, most of the time they don't have a... If you are those that menopause gracefully, whereby suddenly three months one, six months one, nine months one, ah, you are very lucky. Some ladies have oh. their menses in like... They pour like pipe. Suddenly one month they have two oh. times or one menses is like 14, 21 days, things like that. Everything becomes very erratic. So if you, you, wow. you can be someone that... Oh, it's very simple... So just a little bit of menses and then you suddenly menopause. Wow, that is very good. Or you can be those that is so haywired for like a few years before you totally just stop bleeding. You c- it can be either or. So the one that we usually see are obviously the ones that the periods are haywired. That's the thing. So that pretty much predicts how bad your pre-menopausal or menopausal symptoms uh, we, we call be. it perimenopausal usually. Perimenopausal. Ah, okay. Yeah. Thanks for correcting that. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Two questions come to mind. Wow. So many questions from a guy, right? Uh, one is if the person has painful periods, as we've discussed in the previous episode, and they have this erratic periods, right? If they're frequent ones, it must be really bad for the patients, isn't it? Yes, of course. Or do they? Or do they get better periods towards menopause? N- they don't. N- not really, actually. Some some ladies okay. probably they will just have the erratic periods for like two months or just a year two. We we really do not know because it is all this hormonal ah. imbalance that is going on that we cannot predict how long is it going to be. But most of the ladies, right. if they have this kind of a period that is so erratic for like a year or two, they would have asked mm. you to do something fast before they actually go on and turn up to be having a red blood cell count of like four or five grams and then faint off at home mm, and really things low. like that. Okay. Yeah, they wouldn't want to live in their lifestyle. They actually either go for a surgery and remove the whole thing because that thing is so disturbing. The womb is so disturbing to them. They don't want it. They just want some form of a permanent treatment until they menopause which yeah. does them wonders. Okay. So the other question is, I guess in your capacity as a gynecologist, you do see some of these patients. Do you have husbands asking you, how can I best appease my wife when they're going through this? Uh, there's nothing much that you can do, but just keep your eyes closed and your ears closed. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought, you know, I, they, they can do something I too. would say even after menopause, right? I mean, once you menopause, there are lots of like, other problems following after that also at the same time. Because nowadays, we are seeing a lot of... I would say probably people are more open-minded nowadays. So we are seeing mm. ladies and I would say couples walking in after the age of 60, I haven't seen 70 myself because of sexual-related issues following menopause. Of course, once your menopause okay. is going to be dry from below, then your vagina is slightly a bit more uh, dry mm. and smaller. So sexual intercourse becomes difficult and unbearable. Yep. So yeah, that okay. is another common thing that we are seeing nowadays. Uh, probably I'm seeing, like, I'm not sure about the others. Okay, uh, so which leads to another interesting question. I mean, because we've, I've seen the male side of all this, but anyway, so with the reduction in hormones, does that reduce their drive as well? Yes, of Sexual course. drive? It does, yes. right? It, it kind mm. of reduces their drive, but when the partner wants it, they, they don't want to have the sexual intercourse because it's painful, because it's dry. Mm. So it kind okay. of like heightens up the problem even more. It's like, 
my wife is already like moody <laughs> and then now I don't get what I want. It's like, <laughs> that's why they walk in. Okay. They do come to you and tell you that, doctor, I we kind of like have this problem. Or probably they don't come to you because of that, but suddenly the issue will kind of like pop up out of the blue. Like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Right. People are more open-minded, I would say now. Now it's good yeah. that they actually seek help, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, it must be an issue, right? I mean, to, to me... If people are willing to open their mouth and ask you, means they are open about it. So they want to know if you can offer them something. That's the thing. Yeah. So if they have lack of hormone, if they don't want to take hormonal medication, as we kind of briefly talked about earlier on, can they take, you know, as what we discussed in the previous episode, natural occurring female hormones? Yes. Phytoestrals. Actually, I would say that. We have a lot of ladies when we see them during the perimenopausal state where they are going through that difficult stage before they reach menopause. That means that moody state, mm. that unable to sleep phase, that that kind of a yep. symptoms that is changing inside them for years before they hit the menopause. Those pills are proven to be quite helpful, I we, we would say. Mm. That means instead of taking hormonal pills, hormonal pills that has high risk of breast cancer, then you need cervical cancer screening every year and things like that. So a lot of ladies will resort, we will say that we give them an option of trying this more natural method. Number one is EPO. Number two is the yep. soy base we call isoflavin. Then that there is this few other new medications on board, which is like this black cohosla, red clover, things like that. That is wow. all available in pharmacy. That you just have one tablet a day, natural hormones, you can take them until you reach the age of menopause and we will just tell them why not stop it. Because at the end of the day, it's a natural female hormone. Some ladies will say, doctor, can I just take it to rejuvenate myself? That means the rejuvenating means I don't want to grow old on the skin. Mm. That's what they usually mm. feel. But we will mm-hmm. always tell them, because these are hormone, hormone pills, there is a risk of you still at the end of the day. And I, I personally have seen a few that they do have postmenopausal bleeding sometimes. Like probably after mm. a few years of taking it, like they have menopause, they're talking four or five years, suddenly they have a little bit of a spotting. You'll be like, eh, why? Because it's still hormones at the end of the day. So yep, yep. it's a bit risky, but I will say like, if you have already menopause, then you should stop. Shouldn't be taking all these kind of pills. But if not, that few years while you are struggling to go through that phase of menopause, then yes, you can actually take those natural supplements. Right. So it's in the perimenopause. Yeah, the perimenopausal so, time. Yes. Okay. So so how much do we need to take? You know, how much is enough? One tablet. Or, you know, every every preparation is a bit different. Usually one tab or two tabs a day only one because all these are just natural supplements. It used to be a phase that all of us hit every single lady with with this kind of a medication last time. But nowadays most of us try just try to move away. It's a form of a supplement. That's the thing. Of mm. course it shouldn't cause harm, but we do see some form of a harm going on sometimes. But I mean, like if you are going through a phase that is so difficult and you do not want hormonal treatment, so why not just give this a try for like a month or two and see how it goes from there. It, it does work, right. actually. It does work. If they if they want to drink more soya bean, how much mm, do they need to drink? I don't think that that, that kind of a soya bean <laughs> is going to do much work. I don't think you can drink a carton a day. <laughs> uh, okay, because you know, 
the one of the latest craze in Malaysia now is the soya bean desserts, right? Yeah, true. But yeah, but over, soya bean so. also cause a lot of problems. As a gastroenterologist, I don't like soya bean. You know, the cause a oh, lot well. of other GI symptoms solve, as well. Solve, so I think you solve know one problem and, and get then another. get another one. <laughs> so nothing is perfect, but I suppose manage in moderation. Yes. Again, mm. back to moderations. Yeah, don't I, overdo anything that is good. It turns out bad. <laughs> So just to kind of summarize to the point where we are right now, it's basically two types of menopause. One is the natural occurring one. One is basically induced medically or surgically mm. in that sense. And this is basically an absence of the female hormone production, which usually comes from the ovaries. Mm-hmm. And that will produce, usually when it's close to the end for the natural occurring one, that will produce a, a bunch of symptoms, mood swings, uh, hot flushes, just Maybe some, I guess, some form of irritability, mm-hmm. can I, if I can say that correctly. And eventually, the, the period goes kind of haywire and eventually stops. And that leads to a couple of other things. So the remedy to that, I guess, we did talk a little bit about diet. And uh, there are some medications that can help. But I think what we kind of talked about also is there will be new health problems that will occur after menopause and those are things that probably uh, women who have gone through menopause need to look at or have screening for. Would I be correct in saying that? Yes, that's right. I mean, like there are also a few lifestyle changes that you might want to do while you are near menopause, especially once you hit the age of 40 and above. So, of course, Mm. certain amount of things... uh, Because osteoporosis is also related to menopause. That means your bone being brittle. I mean, if you want to confirm an osteoporosis, you cannot wait until like you have a fall and then the the orthopedics tell you that, oh, I cannot repair your bone because it's very brittle. That that is not the the thing that you want. So, most of the ladies, we notice that we... In order to prevent the osteoporosis, I I won't say like prevent that totally, you won't have it. There are a few things that you might want to do once you touch the age of 40 or some of us say 45. You know, it's always to better to prevent than once you get it, then only you do something. So we tell patients, mm. you might want to go for a certain amount of uh, weight bear- I mean, like light weight-bearing exercise. I'm not asking you to run a 5-kilometer or 10-kilometer marathon at the age of 40 plus and above, but at least do some light exercise, breeze walking or some... You know, some aunties, they go to the park and then they do some light exercise, uh, hitting their hands and stretching their legs and things like that. That is actually something good. And at the same mm. time, when you go out for a morning walk or a morning exercise, that that sunlight has vitamin D that is mm. good for calcium absorption, which a lot of ladies, they take calcium. They, they, they just go to the pharmacy, they buy calcium pills. But calcium doesn't absorb if you don't have vitamin D. So, and mm. in order to save money, they doesn't they don't buy calcium with vitamin D, you see, because it's more expensive. They will be like, yeah, vitamin D only, la, only one calcium enough already. But the vitamin D... No, comes it doesn't work that way. Yes. But vit- it always come together. Yeah, it must come together. Nowadays. It must yeah. come together. Yeah. You know, as Asian, yeah. right? We don't stand in the sun. We need to we hold don't... into an umbrella. Okay? <laughs> so, in Malaysia, even for pregnant ladies, we give pregnant ladies vitamin D. Can you imagine that? Because we don't stand in the sun. That's the problem. You know, once you see the sun, every lady stands below the umbrella in their car. But in overseas, they don't work. They, they go out to the sun. They want the sun. So They only have, they only have three months of sun. Yeah, they, they must have the sun. sun. We have over sun until we don't even want the sun. So we must have calcium with vitamin D. A lot of ladies don't know that. So if you buy milk, right, you probably milk has some form of vitamin D inside. Okay, that is good enough. But 
you don't choose milk that is like high fat, high sugar and things like that. Obviously, it tastes nice, but then more things will come together with it. So at least some form of a light bearing exercise in the morning, preferably. And at the same time for your heart, you might want to take certain amount of supplements like omega or fish oil and things like that just to help you out a bit. But obviously, the exercise will help out with your heart and your vessels at the same time. Hmm. Yeah, on top mm. of that, still the balanced diet. Yes, of course, food. the balanced diet. That, that is something. And once you menopause, I will say that the frequency of you needing to do a medical checkup has to be slightly a little bit more frequent. Now, some, mm. some people intend to like, if you are overdoing it, it's going to be yearly or you totally have not did it in your entire life. That kind of a thing like that. Yeah, probably you might want to do like, you don't need yearly, at least a two yearly or a three yearly, that sounds good enough to me. Yeah. yeah, pick up something first before that thing hits sure. you. Prevention or picking up things early at a early stage definitely um helps. Yeah, especially once you are like after menopause, it really does help. You you don't want to fall sick and then the next thing you yeah. know that then you you hope like miracle helps you. It doesn't work anymore. That's the thing. That doesn't yeah. help improve the crankiness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You will be more cranky. Well, hopefully with this podcast, people learn earlier than later because, you know, most people don't want to deal with the problem until they face it, right? So I hope that People listening in are not about to hit menopause only, but <laughs> those who are younger. Because I, I do believe it makes a difference. Whatever we put in our bodies now will really make a difference in 10, 20 years later. Lah. I mean, that's what I see in a lot of the patients that I treat. Yeah, this I agree. So, I mean, you wouldn't want something to happen to you that only you want to start treatment, which is a yeah. common thing. It's like everybody will tell you like, oh, you already have this. Then the partner or the family behind you is like, told you, don't do this. Told you, don't do that. You'll be like, mm, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. prevention always better than yeah, you know, right? yeah. it doesn't th- things doesn't occur overnight so, yeah. so shameless plug please share this with your friends so that they learn more about diseases <laughs> and learn how to prevent it I mean prevention right. is yeah. way plug. better it's way cheaper I would say <laughs> way cheaper yeah in the long yeah. run more cost effective right yes. yeah um, Okay, I think we also have discussed a lot today on menopause, something that I think strikes everyone's interest, okay? So if you have any questions, please feel free to drop us an email on prescriptionpod, P-R-E-S-C-R-I-P-T-I-O-N-P-O-D at gmail.com. With that, I thank you for listening in. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you. All right, thank you everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.